1: Welcome, everybody, to a breaking news edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jordan Hill. I've got Kip Adams with me today. Uh, let's just jump right into it, Kip. We are recording. It's a little after three forty-five at twelve sixteen p.m. Eastern Time today. Five-star quarterback Arch Manning announced he is committing to the Texas Longhorns. Uh, Arch chooses Texas over Georgia as well as Alabama. Let's just jump right into it, Kip. What was your immediate reaction when you heard the news that Arch is headed to Austin?
0: Uh, I didn't think this would happen any other way. Uh, a Twitter account that has uh, over 30,000 followers. I don't know how many he gained or lost today. I know it was 30, 35,000 last I checked, but uh, but no tweets. So we we have our... Our first tweet from Arch being the fact that he was uh, committing to the University of Texas with a hokum hashtag and a photo of him. That that about sums it up for Arch Manning's recruitment. And honestly, it just sums up why there weren't really a lot of uh, crystal ball picks in for him in his recruitment. Uh, a lot of uh, the quotes attributed to his various visits were from his high school head coach. You know, Arch, uh, I'll just use the term savvy. I mean, he was savvy to allow that to happen. I mean, just not really a lot to say. He's not going to speak ill of any of the schools recruiting him. In fact, that you know, positive quotes from when, whenever uh, he did speak to reporters on the various schools recruiting him. But just he was not going to try and stay in the limelight any more than he needed to. Because it's not really something that uh, it, Arch Manning he needs. The branding is already there. The obviously the name is already there. And so I mean, we knew that Georgia was in his recruitment, but we also knew Texas was right there. So it's not a surprising how it went down. It's not surprising the you know the fact that it was Texas because it it was back and forth between those two, and I, I believe that. Both programs were seriously considered. So, I mean, I think for Georgia, it made sense for them to, if they're going to go all in on a quarterback this cycle, to go all in an arch and they got to the final two. means nothing really in recruiting unless, uh, you know, for some reason he goes to the transfer portal. Then it might mean everything. But as of now, you know, Georgia is without a quarterback for the 2023 cycle. And like I said, they gave it their best shot and, and came up short.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to talk on that point, Kip, which I wrote this afternoon. I wrote a column just talking about the decision and really the standpoint of Georgia. You know, I know people are frustrated, you know, all along the commitment or the recruitment of Arch Manning, there were people who, you know, understandably would kind of say Georgia doesn't have a chance or Georgia, you know, oh, he's not going to come to Georgia. And I think based on everything we heard, everything we saw and and what we got to hear, you know, through Arch Manning's high school coach, I think Georgia was really considered. I think Georgia was uh, an option, considered a viable option for Arch. And in the end, they, you know, he didn't wind up choosing Georgia. But I think that um, what I wrote today was just saying that it was still worthwhile for Georgia to chase him. I mean, he five-star, number one player in this class, you know, something that – Kirby Smart has talked about it and I, you know, going back to SEC spring meetings, you know, Paul Feinbaum brought up the offense and was like talking about wanting it to be more explosive if Kirby wanted it. And Kirby kind of pushed back and was like, it's already pretty explosive. I mean, they put up, I think like 38 points per game last year. You know, there's still that perception that Georgia doesn't know what it's doing with its quarterbacks, whether that's fair or not, which is what I kind of hit on, you know, that perception is there. But I think the fact that they got this far down the line with Arch and was really considered an option for him, I mean, I think it says that people see that Georgia is a place where a quarterback can go and thrive. I think, you know, looking at the fact that they locked up Todd Monk in this offseason and said, hey, we're going to give you a raise. We want to keep this going as far as the offense. I get if you're a Georgia fan being really disappointed they didn't get Arch. I and mean, you see how talented he is. The name alone, you know, you got to feel pretty good based on that pedigree and the success they've had. But, you know, this is not going to be the last quarterback that Georgia ever, ever strikes out on. Uh, The thing that I kind of ended the column today on was something that Kirby said way back uh, in in February 2016. This was his first signing day. He said, you know, to land two guys basically at any position, you're going to strike out on 10. You're not going to get everybody. But I think the fact that they got that close and – and made it a tough decision based on everything we saw uh, I think it speaks volumes just for what can happen and the fact that I think they'll get a good quarterback uh, and, and they'll be able to, to add talent to a room that's got talent in it right now um, I will we'll kind of uh, talk about that uh, you know I'd shout out to uh, Zachary Whitfield where does Georgia go from here I, I want your perspective Kip on just what you think right now obviously they pretty much went all in on arch being the guy in 2023. There were other guys, I think in total, they have offered 12 quarterbacks in this class, obviously an offer to one guy doesn't necessarily mean the same to another guy. Um, but what do you see from going from this point forward? Now they know that arch is headed to Texas, uh, what might happen next for Georgia?
0: Yeah. And just to touch back on what you said, I mean, if, if you're going to lose a quarterback battle, you know, Todd Monken obviously impressed uh, Arch and his family, as did Buster Faulkner, of the assistant at Georgia. But Steve Sarkeesian, I think it goes without saying just what he's done at the quarterback position, uh, you know, going back to Matt Leiner. But then, you know, more recently, just with Mac Jones, what he did it with Tua as well. I, I think just that probably gave them the edge in the end. And I think that was probably one of those tipping points for Arch and his family, just seeing exactly what Steve Sarkeesian's done directly at the quarterback position. As far as George is concerned, and this was probably in their evals. Uh, this is where they thought, if we're going to take a quarterback this cycle, you know, Arch Manning's probably the guy we're, you know, we're going to go after. Now, I'm saying that, as you said, we're recording this show just before 4 p.m. Eastern on, on Thursday. That can definitely change. They might go back and look at the revals and, and, and change their mind. As you said, there are other quarterbacks out there they've offered. You know, and there are guys that are committed to other programs. I don't think Kirby Smart to date has signed a quarterback at Georgia that he didn't basically flip from another program. Every quarterback that he signed, he, he's basically he's flipped the commitment at some point to to land them so i don't think you know he's a guy that would be you know not afraid but he'd definitely be willing to do that if that's the route he needs to take plus you know the transfer portal maybe they go to the transfer portal if they need a guy but i think at this point they feel pretty comfortable with what they have on campus so i think for this cycle they're going to be fine you know moving forward and going into next spring with the quarterbacks they have on campus you know brock vandegrift's a guy that you know, a lot of people want to see, uh, get an opportunity to play. He's going to, you know, get that chance to compete with Carson Beck for the, you know, the backup quarterback job uh this year. But we know next spring, those two and Gunnar Stockton, uh, it's going to be just a, an all-out battle. It was already going to be a battle. Arch Manning just would have made it, you know, a little bit more crowded and, and possibly cause some movement before spring in the quarterback room. But as of now, that is, I mean, that's, the way Georgia looks forward right now are, are those three guys after this season, when Stetson Bennett uh, completes his last season of eligibility, Those are going to be the guys that Georgia rolls with. So I really don't see an impact at quarterback recruiting this cycle. Maybe it makes things a little bit more difficult for, for Brian McClendon as far as recruiting the wide receiver position this cycle, because you know, getting a guy like Arch Manning, he's probably gonna, you know, try to bring in some top tier wide with him. Now that emphasis kind of falls on on Brian McClendon and the quarterbacks he already has on the roster to to kind of help him showcase what the future for Georgia can be uh, in the, in this passing attack. So I don't think there's really a huge impact for this cycle, but again, uh, I think Arch was one of those guys, or if you're going to go all in on a guy, he'd be that guy. Georgia swung, they missed, but I think that's okay. As you said, I think they're going to be fine in recruiting. And I think as far as overall in recruiting, you know, things are going really, really well in that direction. I think, you know, they're going to continue to have really good news uh, the rest of the month of June and the rest of the month of July.
1: Yeah, when you talk about quarterbacks, obviously when you can land, you know, again, the the top-rated guy in the 2023 cycle, it just makes life easier. I mean, he can act very much like a Pied Piper. And, you know, like you said, with receivers, who wouldn't, if you're a guy looking and, and really weighing your options, you can see the appeal of of following him. And it'll be really interesting to see how that helps Texas, what they're able to do and, and what they're able to add. Uh, what I'm really interested in is, uh, just wh- sort of if we see any change with this quarterback room I mean you, you hit on what I think is the biggest thing is that it's there's not an immediate um, you know blowback or issue caused by Archon joining you know you look at the the room as it is right now if we fast forward to 2023 you're going to look at uh, the fact Carson Beck will be a junior uh, you'll look at Brock Vandergriff being a redshirt sophomore uh, you'll look at uh, you know, Gunnar Stockton probably being a redshirt freshman, you know, they're not in a bad situation as far as the quarterback goes. But you do got to factor in that, you know, when we get to that point, the, the portal is there if somebody decides they want to move on. But at the same time, that could be an option for Georgia if if there is movement. Um, you know, again, shout out Zachary Whitfield saying could Beck get the start next year now. I really think he probably would have had Arch Manning came in. I mean, there probably would have been a whole lot of fans wanting to see him play right away. Uh, But to ask a true freshman to play right away is a lot. I mean, that's asking a whole lot. You know, we've seen Kirby really work through letting these young guys kind of learn the ropes, you know, not throwing them into the fire. And you've got experienced quarterbacks in front of him. Uh, So I think, you know, realistically, had he come uh, to Georgia, I feel like at the earliest, he might have played, you know, halfway or later on in the season of his freshman year. But, you know, I know he's a talented guy, but that just seems to me – so I've been asking a lot for him to come in and start right away.
0: Yeah, and definitely. And I think now it just – it kind of creates a better timetable for Georgia as far as their quarterback recruiting for 2024. I uh, think you bring in a guy like Arch – uh, I don't think there's a lot of 2024 quarterbacks out there who'd be lining up to to head to Athens if they knew that, you know, Arch was going to be there for the the next two seasons of their eligibility and, and probably uh, not getting, you know, not giving up a lot of snaps once he gets acclimated to the college football. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of that that pivot now is where does Georgia go? They They turn that focus to 2024 and They had been recruiting some pretty elite quarterbacks in that cycle while they were recruiting arch. And I think now you got, you look, you look at the guys that they, they kind of keyed in on all three of them are five stars right now in the 2024 class. And I think it goes on saying right now, you just, just look at where things are with, with players like Vandergriff and Beck, and, you know, being in their third and four fourth year, once these quarterbacks get there. You now have that separation to where the, there's an opportunity for playing time for one of these guys. And I think, you know, for me, I, I'm looking at the, the three guys, Jaden Davis from, from Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the number three quarterback in the country. I think that, you know, looking at his recruitment, I think Georgia will probably be battling, uh, Clemson for him and as and LSU for him as well. And then you, you look at Julian saying Sayin from uh, Carlsbad, California. He's the number two quarterback in the country. I think the battle there is going to be a lot of inter, uh, you know uh, interlapping schools recruiting these top guys. But I think Alabama, Georgia, and LSU are kind of the schools to watch right now in his recruitment. I, I think you know being a Californian guy, the SEC has had a lot of success uh, recruiting quarterbacks out of the state of California in recent years. And I think he's gonna be one of those guys that looks heavily at the SEC. And then finally, DJ Lagway, uh, the number four quarterback in the country. He's out of Willis, Texas. So it comes as no shock is when I say that I think Texas AM and is gonna be a team to watch in his recruitment as far as the competitor for Georgia. But I think those are three quarterbacks that Georgia got on campus this spring. I expect them to be back on campus this fall to watch Georgia play. And I think that's just going to be something to, to, to watch this fall is which one of these guys is is Georgia able to reel in for that 2024 cycle. And, and I think there's a strong chance it could be one of those three guys, because in the end, Georgia is we're still recruiting at an elite level across the board. I think they're going to bring in a solid class of wide receivers, probably four guys. They're going to be really talented as well. I think it's gonna be really enticing for one of these five-star quarterbacks in the 2024 class. So again, I think Kirby Smart and you're that coaching staff, you're obviously disappointed with the news today from Arch Manning, uh, but I I don't think that, you know, there's any reason for anyone to be worried about the trajectory of this program and the trajectory of quarterback recruiting in general. As you said, they're gonna lose a lot of recruiting battles. Every program does, and, and they're going to find their quarterback for the next cycle because they've got some guys on campus right now that that should help them in 2023 and also help them recruit that 2024 cycle pretty heavily
1: certainly a setback as far as missing out on arch but like you said kip they've got a lot of guys they're looking at and again it's a pretty deep quarterback room as it stands especially the fact that they've Kept everybody, you know, on board and, and getting ready for 2022. It's going to be really fascinating just to see what they do going forward, whether they do decide to try to pursue some of these 23, 2023 guys. Like you said, they are no stranger to flipping quarterbacks from other schools. And then, again, if they decide they just want to focus on 2024 because there's some really, really talented guys in there as well. Uh, well, let's get ready to wrap this up. We just want to come on and do a quick – Uh, kind of reaction to the news Uh, kip anything else we haven't hit on as far as the arch news or or any other kind of parting thoughts before we get out of here
0: no i just in in the end it's just it's a credit to the texas and and that coaching staff obviously uh this was a highly i mean fought a hard-fought recruiting battle and georgia's uh coaching staff is is filled with elite uh, recruiters and so and credit to Sarkeesian and that staff, they were able to, to win out in the end, but I just don't think that this is a, an indictment of Georgia's quarterback development under Kirby Smart, under Todd Monken. Uh, They've recruited elite quarterbacks before, and they're going to continue to do that. It's just a matter of, you know, this particular recruitment, Steve Sarkeesian is one of the elite quarterback developers. He's known as that. And... and that's what won out in the end, and th- those are those are important factors. I mean, obviously, you want to be developed at your position, regardless of of what position it is. It just happens to be the most high profile position there is, and so there's going to be a lot of attention given to that. Arch Manning, a lot of attention is number one overall prospect, uh, but Georgia is going to be fine. They're going to be more than fine. I think they're you know they're going to be in great shape. I don't think there's you know any reason for for fans to be uh long you know upset long term this is just one of those where you you just uh move on you you move on to the other recruits they're recruiting in this cycle you move shift that focus to the other guys and and you try to make sure you you can get some elite recruits in at the other positions you're recruiting and i think george is going to do that i think the offensive line recruiting and wide receiver recruiting is going to be exceptional this cycle. And that's going to be really enticing to the next quarterback they're able to sign. As of now, I expect that to be a 2024 quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, Georgia went down swinging in this recruitment. And like I said in the column that I wrote earlier, I mean, that's all you really want. You know, obviously, you want to be the guy, the team that lands a guy of Arch Manning's caliber, but they were right there. And I think that they very much made it a difficult decision for Arch, given program's coming off a national championship and and they've got an offense that has shown it can put up points uh so like you said whoever they wind up getting next they'll uh have some good uh options and uh it'll be uh something to keep an eye on no doubt well uh off of that we're just going to get out of here on that appreciate everybody kind of listening and tuning in last minute kind of uh, reacting to that news from earlier today uh, we'll wrap it up there. Pay attention uh, to uh, Dogs 247. We're going to have all kinds of stories keeping up with quarterback news and also just recruiting news in general. What's well, going to be a busy June and July, no doubt, for Georgia. Uh, so we're going to get out of here on that. Thanks again to Kip Adams for coming on with me. I'm Jordan Hill, and until next time, take care.
0: Good break.